Hi, welcome to your Energy Self podcast. My name is Paul Knox. This is episode one, the introduction. So if I asked you to explain to me what it means to you when you say the words I am, what would you tell me that it means to you? I guarantee that most of you listening to this would say that it means who you are physically. Your name, your body, the shape of your body, your health or the lack thereof, what you do for a living, how much money you have in the bank, what you own or don't own, what people tell you that you are, etc, etc. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but if you truly believe that that is who you truly are, if you believe that that is the whole truth and nothing but the truth of who you really are, then it's probably going to be difficult for you to understand how you can meet your dreams and desires in life. It might be an uphill battle to live a life full of passion, fulfilment, creativeness and abundance in all areas. But living a life in this way isn't impossible. It's not a pipe dream or a fantasy when you learn the truth of who you are and learn the truth of how we operate in the world. There are exceptions to this rule. There are people who don't understand the truth of who they are or understand the truth of how we operate in the world, but they have had the courage to follow their passions and what sets their heart on fire with powerful intention. They've thought of their dreams and desires in the present tense. They've become in the present what they wish to be in the future, even though they can't see it on the outside yet. It is a very few who have done this. Ask yourself, how many people do you know that are living an abundant, passionate, fulfilling life on nearly a daily basis? But the great news is that the person your physical senses are telling you that you are, that is not who you truly are. All those labels that you describe yourself to be, that's not who you are. All those things are temporary experiences that the true you is having. To use a metaphor in this day and age that would relate to your five physical senses would be like believing the dodgy journalist who embellish or even completely bypass the truth of what is really going on. It would be like believing what they are telling you and what they are reporting is the true story. What these journalists are reporting to you about who you are from what is happening on the outside of you and in your environment is not the truth of it. These journalists who report false information to you would also have you believe that you can't control what you experience in your life, that you are a powerless participant in life and you just have to either accept what happens in your life or to change things you have to physically push and pull, shove and manipulate things into place to meet your dreams and desires. Being completely focused on the physical and believing that the physical is who you are and that reality is only the physical is equivalent to the physical senses being the puppeteers and the ego the puppet. You live as a puppet being directed by the puppeteers. To cut the strings, get out of a rut and change your life, you have to expand your awareness of who you are and how you operate in the world. Treat your physical senses like dodgy journalists who like to bypass the truth of what is actually the truth of things. What they are reporting to you about who you are is false. It is far from the truth of who you are, and that also means that if you take the time to gain the knowledge of the true I am that you are, you can start putting that knowledge into practice and start living the life you dream of, whatever that means to you. I feel excited for the people who think the only truth is what their five senses are telling them, because that is literally only about 
0.001% of the truth of things, and when you expand your awareness of who you truly are, the world transforms from being a nightmare to turning into your own personal playground. I'm excited for you to realise that you are an enormously powerful, creative, eternal being. The famous quote by Socrates, to know thyself is the beginning of wisdom, is so powerful. To know thyself is also the beginning of learning the truth of just how powerful you are. The power that resides in you, the real you, the true you, is the power that creates universes. In this podcast, I would like to share with you the spiritual and metaphysical truths that I have come to believe over the years is the foundational truths of all spiritual and metaphysical paths as I've understood them so far. These spiritual and metaphysical truths help us understand the truth of who we are, the truth of the universe, and how we operate in it, and once we start to gain and understand this knowledge, we can start to put it into practice in our lives and experience a much happier, more fulfilling, and more abundant life. This information can also help us understand what we think of as the mysteries of the world, the things in this world that we find hard to understand and accept. I will also share a few scientific experiments that I have read and understood, which backs up the spiritual and metaphysical knowledge I share with you. You might be thinking at this moment that this is a bit of a stretch, to think that the information in this podcast will help you live a happy, more fulfilling and more abundant life, and that it will help you understand the mysterious. But by the end, I would be very surprised if you didn't at least think of yourself in a whole different way and understand more of the truth of how we operate in this world as human beings. This spiritual knowledge changes our lives because once we expand our awareness of ourselves and what is possible for us, when we expand our knowledge of the universe and how we operate in it, we expand the field from which we attract to create our lives. This knowledge is most commonly called spiritual knowledge, but the term spiritual can mean different things to different people. When I use the term spiritual or metaphysical knowledge, I'm talking about the knowledge of who we are as energetic beings and how, as energetic beings, we operate in the universe. So you could also call it energetic self-knowledge. It's this powerful, creative, intelligent, aware energy that keeps the universe and everything in it animated and alive in the physical. Without it, nothing would exist. Everything is an extension of this energy, and we have the power to use this energetic medium to meet our desired experiences in this physical world we are temporarily experiencing. The key to understanding how we use our creative power is to first understand the truth of who we are. The best thing about learning spiritual and metaphysical truths is that you never stop. There's no ending. There's always more to learn, which means we are always growing and expanding. And I find that exciting. It's my passion in life, and it should be of interest to everyone, because when you find out and gain knowledge of the truth of who you are, living a more fulfilling life, a life full of passion, excitement and wonder, will not only be possible, but will be a natural unfolding of experiencing a life in the physical. Maybe that's why there's a thing called reincarnation. One lifetime isn't enough to learn all of this exciting knowledge, but we can learn enough in one lifetime to live it in an extraordinary way. That possibility is there for anyone who is willing to put in the time to expand their awareness 
and for those who are willing to drop old beliefs and habits that have not been serving them well, especially beliefs you still have and cling cling to out of fear. Let me share something right now that I have learnt. Clinging on to a belief out of fear will never bring you a positive outcome no matter how you try to twist it. Living out of and in fear brings nothing but misery. I love learning this knowledge and I hope you do too because it is changing lives all over the world. When we step onto this path of seeking spiritual or energetic truths, we go from this view of us, the universe and everything in it being just physical, solid and separate matter, and a belief we must force, push, shove and manipulate things into place in our environment to get what we want, using our physicality, what we believe to be us, trying to force the physical things in our environment into place or trying to force matter with matter to the understanding that we are an extension of our creator, not separate beings from the creator, but an energetic piece of it, a piece of God energy having a temporary physical experience as human beings. An energy with the creative power of that which created the universe. If we are an energetic extension of the creator of all things, we must also be an extension of that creative power. This power that is our inheritance and which is at our disposal to use to create a life experience that we desire by using our imagination and not by using brute force. We start to understand that we are the creator of all things, having a temporary physical experience in a human vessel, and that we are never alone on this journey because our creator is always co-creating our desires with us and guiding us to our fullest potential because we are it and it is us. We are and always will be connected to that which created all things because we are a piece or a fragment of it. Once we realize this fact, we come into our power We awaken this awesome power that is our inheritance, which has been lying dormant inside of us, and then we are in reach of and can create from an understanding of infinite possibilities. With this knowledge, we start to create our lives the way we're meant to experience them, and not just believe that our lives are left up to fate and that our lot in life is our lot, and there's not much we can do about it. We stop creating our lives on autopilot and we start to take control of the creation of our lives instead of creating unconsciously. This is a quote from Buckminster Fuller. We are called to be the architects of the future, not its victims. This knowledge of who we truly are gives us a solid foundation on which we can build our lives to create our life experiences the way we desire them to be instead of thinking fate or karma determines our lives or thinking, well, that's just the cards I've been dealt in life. Gaining knowledge puts a stop to life just happening to us and puts a stop to us running on autopilot. Life just happens to you because you believe life just happens to you. You create what you focus on. Napoleon Hill in his book, Think and Grow Rich, said, Whatever the mind can conceive and believe, the mind can achieve. We start to open up to all this potential that we have, which is our inheritance and our birthright, by understanding who we really are. The collapse of the brick wall isn't the fault of the bricks or the clay that the bricks were created from. It's up to the builder of the wall to gain the proper knowledge to build a solid wall which will withstand the environmental elements and then applying that knowledge in the proper way when building the wall. The wall collapsed due to lack of knowledge 
the lack of applying proper knowledge into proper practice when building the wall, or both. In the same way, the experiences you have in life, good or not so good, is not because of the energy that created you or the energy that you're created from. It is due to the knowledge, or the lack thereof, that you have gained concerning the truth of who you are and how you operate in the world, and how you apply that knowledge in the proper way to work in your life. I'd like to share with you right from the start of this podcast a powerful practice that you can start doing straight away. When you go to bed and before you fall asleep, forget about the day you've had. Clear your mind as best you can and then think about a desire that you would like to experience in your life. Think about your desire as though it's a reality in your life right now. Think about it in the present tense and build up the emotions you would feel if your desire were already a reality right now in your life. Think of how it would affect your life. Use all your senses. How would it look? How would it smell? How would it taste? How would it feel? What are the sounds you hear? Imagine friends and family congratulating you on experiencing your desire. Assume the emotions of your desire already fulfilled. When you have felt the strong emotions of your desire already being reality, that's using your power to its highest potential. When you feel the emotions of your desire already being a reality in your life right now, it is done. Don't get frustrated if you find it hard to do this at first. Just keep at it and eventually you will do it without effort. You can visualise different desires, but I like to focus on one at a time. Try and drift off to sleep with that vision and those emotions and let your subconscious marinate on them while you sleep. If you can do this every night as you drift off to sleep, watch how your life will start to change. Sooner or later, you will meet your desire in one form or another. Emotions are the key to this. Feel the emotions of your desire already fulfilled and it is done. Do this each night before you go to sleep. No matter how crappy a day you've had, forget about it. Drift off to sleep dwelling on your desire in the present tense and see what happens. One of the great teachers of spiritual and metaphysical truths of the last century was Neville Goddard. He shared a great tip on doing this. He would think of a desire in the present tense and all the emotions that relate to it Then he would reduce that vision down to a single action and visualise that action over and over again in his mind because one single picture or vision can evoke a myriad of of emotions. He used a question he was once asked to help explain this. A lady asked him at one of his lectures, how do I find the perfect husband? Now remember, this is the mid-20th century. He said to her, Visualise in your mind what the perfect marriage would look like to you and all the emotions related to that. Then reduce it down to one action that represents the perfect marriage. What represents marriage? A ring. A ring represents marriage. You could visualise yourself twirling a ring on your finger and feeling so happy, joyful and how perfect and in love you are with your husband and he with you. Don't just see the ring. Feel it on your finger and as you twirl it, Feel the emotions as though you are thinking of how grateful you are that the both of you met. You don't have to see the person, you only have to have the feeling of being happily married. It's that simple. Just 5 or 10 minutes each night before you go to sleep, drift off to sleep with assuming the feelings of your desire already a reality in your life right now. And remember, there is no limits to your imagination, so don't put limits on it. No one is going to tell you you're crazy 
for what you are imagining. Even though there are plenty of abundant, happy, creative, successful people who were told they were crazy for following what sets their heart on fire. They can't see your imaginings. They are between you and the universal mind of creation. Let your imagination run wild with your desires. Start this practice now and see where you're at by the end of this podcast. All of this isn't complicated. We as human beings seem to think that if things aren't complicated, then they're not useful or they're just wrong. It's not complicated, but it does take work just like anything else in life. The more you work at something, the more time you dedicate to learning and putting into practice what you've learned, the better the results you get. What's it worth to you to live a life that you desire? How dedicated would you be if you had the knowledge to create a life experience that you only now dream of? I have put this knowledge into practice in my life over the years and have experienced things that once upon a time I could only dream of. I could have started this podcast by telling you a bit about myself, but I'm not going to do that just now because what's important is the spiritual and metaphysical knowledge that I'd like to share with you. If what I share resonates with you, then that's great. Go with it. But if it doesn't, then that's okay too. Let it go and keep searching for something that does. I'm not doing this podcast to convince you of anything or to try and talk you into believing what I believe. I would just like to share the knowledge that I've gained on spirituality and the truth of who we are over the years so far with you. Knowledge that I have put into practice and that has helped me in my own life. What you do with this information is completely up to you. There's a teaching in the Kabbalah that says, don't believe anything you read, or in this case, hear. Put it into practice in your life and see what happens. So, you don't have to believe anything I share with you in this podcast. All I ask is that you put it into practice in your life and see what happens, then make your decision. Thank you for joining me on this introduction to your Energy Self podcast. I hope you can join me next week for episode 2, part 1 of The Foundation. I would love to start this journey of sharing what I have learned over the years so far about the truth of who we are and how we are supposed to operate in the world with you. Thank you.